Welcome to the Victorious Life TV broadcast. I'm Lisa Boldo, and it's always a pleasure and an honor to be with you. So in this broadcast tonight, I want you to think about something for a moment. Is, are, are you or is someone you know sick right now? Is there a hindrance to their healing and you just don't understand what it could be? You know, I was talking with the Lord about this today, just meditating on his word and just praying in the spirit. And this is something that the Lord put on my heart, you know, earlier today. And I thought, Lord, this is amazing. And he, he showed me that he wanted me to talk about this on the broadcast. So, you know, and it's not, it is something that I know to be true because even when I pray with people, you know, and I'm always talking about, you know, don't partner with fear and all this, and you got to repent for having come into agreement and all this. And the Lord was showing me how powerful repentance is. Think about it. When John the Baptist came, right, in preparation for Jesus, he said, repent, repent, right? The kingdom of heaven is at hand or the kingdom of God is near, right? And then Jesus did the same thing. And I remember years and years ago, you know, when I was new to the things of God and praying the prayer of salvation, you know, and we would, you know, have people when they want to come to Jesus or, you know, just say, hey, pray the prayer of salvation. But the Lord said to me one day, years ago, they have to repent. Repentance is the key. It's a key. And so this is something that God was showing me. It's so powerful. And yet it's such an like in-your-face truth that I think a lot of people, even a lot of preachers, don't really like to talk about. Yet it's it's a key. It's so important. Okay, so, and I am going to give you a lot of the word tonight, so I hope you're ready. I hope you, you know, just, this is going to bless you, so stay with me because you're going to want to learn and understand this, because if there's something hindering you, you know, when you get revelation, right, revealed knowledge from heaven, maybe sometimes I, I speak something and all of a sudden something is ignited and you have understanding, right? You have that revealed knowledge, that revelation that can change everything for you. That can change everything. So think about this. Jesus shed every ounce of his blood to take away the sins of the world, right? He paid the price in full for healing, right? For, for He paid the price in full for everybody to be healed, but only those who receive him have access to this healing. And this, these are fundamental truths that, that I'm sure, you know, that most of you already know if you're a born-again believer, but there may be some who are watching for the first time. So you know me, the way I teach and preach, I keep things very simple. I have to keep things simple because that's how I learn. If something goes over my head, you lost me. I'm done. I'm out, you know? So it's just, I teach the way I learn and I just, you know, I love to keep it simple. So the Lord was showing me about repentance. Let me explain that, okay? Okay, let me go into this. Well, give me one second. Whatever is not of faith is sin, according to Romans 14, 23. Think about this. Fear is the opposite of faith, right? So it gives the devil access into your life. When you partner with fear, you're partnering with the wrong spirit, right? 
You've got the Holy Spirit in you. You need to partner with God, right? Romans 1.17 says, the just, the just. Who are the just? The justified ones, right? The, the ones who are righteous in God. Believers, right? It says the just shall live by faith. We're not to be, we're not supposed to live by our feelings. We're not supposed to live by what we see and our five senses. Yes, we're in the world, but we're not supposed to be of the world because we've got something that the world doesn't have. We have the very spirit of Jesus living on the inside of us, the Holy Spirit. Galatians 4, 6 says that, that the spirit of God is the spirit of Jesus. The spirit that Galatians 4, 6 says that God sent the spirit of his son to live in our hearts, right? Praise the Lord. Okay, so getting back to, we live by faith, not by sight. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Okay, so again, I'm gonna say, partnering with fear gives access to the enemy in your life, okay? This is so important, it's just, it's the way it is. But the Holy Spirit helps us to overcome that. You know, if you feed on God's word, you know what God says, you know that you as a believer have authority over all the power of the enemy because Jesus gave it to you. In Luke 10, 19, he said this, right? He said, I've given you, I give you authority over all. He gives you authority, authority. His name, the very name of Jesus is the authority right? You've got the name of Jesus. You've got the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. You've got the word of God, the sword of the spirit to, right? Just cut off the head of the enemy. Kill that thing. Okay. I'm getting very, you guys know me. I'm very passionate. It's just, okay. Titus 2.12 says that the grace of God teaches us to say no to sin, right? It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in in this world, in this present age. When you read in this present age, that means in this world, okay? But if we do, but if we do sin, the key is to realize it and get rid of it quickly. How do you get rid of it quickly? You repent, okay? Repent. Repent means to turn from sin and change one's heart and behavior, to feel regret and contrition, right? I think I'm saying that word right, contrition. Yeah, like in the, the Catholic, um, the act of contrition or whatever, but it's, it's contrition is a brokenness, a, a godly sorrow, okay? So repentance means to turn from sin and change your heart, right? It means that you're really, truly sorry for the things that you've done and for living ungodly. That's what repentance is. That's what it really means from your heart. It's not just saying, Lord, I repent of it and you don't mean it at all. That is gonna not even go past the ceiling because it's not your words that, you know, it's words that you mean, right? Words that you believe when you speak, that's what releases God's power, you know, in the earth, right? Words spoken words that you believe this is powerful so repentance means to turn away from sin disobedience and rebellion right and to turn back to god turn back to god this is so key i'm telling you this is a key this is a major key in healing jesus already paid the price 
you repent for having partnered with fear or whatever. And it, uh, listen, partnering means agreeing. Whatever you're agreeing with, you know, I, I'm just thinking of John 14, 30 and 31 in the Amplified Bible. Jesus said, the enemy has no power over me because I, because he has nothing in common with me. I am in full agreement with my father, right? Go read it. It says more, but I'm paraphrasing. He's always in agreement with his father. You and I need to be in agreement with God, with the Holy Spirit, with the word. We need to be in agreement with God. <clears throat> okay. So, excuse me. I just, I need a drink. My throat's <clears throat> too much talking, right? Mm. Okay. When you're sorry, you have a godly, you know, sorrow. I just want to say something. You know, there's times that maybe you didn't even act on something, but you have these thoughts, right? Thoughts that come to you about, you know, doing something that you shouldn't, right? I'm just saying, and you can think about what those things might be. And maybe you haven't even taken action, but you think about it all the time and then it makes you feel guilty. If you want to get rid of that, and I'm telling you, this is going to help a lot of people right now. All you have to do and mean it from your heart is say, Father, in Jesus' name, I repent for having come into agreement with those thoughts and nourishing those thoughts in Jesus' name. And I command the, the unclean spirit to leave now in Jesus' name that is all you have to do. Well, don't, that's not all you have to do, but that's step one. Repent. That's step one. Mean it. Repent. Say it. I'm sorry, Lord. You know, a, a, a repenting is saying, I'm sorry and meaning it, right? I'm sorry for having come into agreement with any spirit, any unclean spirit that opposes you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Even if you don't know what that spirit is, it could be fear. It could be anxiety. Don't worry about getting it right. It's an unclean spirit. Just call it for what it is. Unclean spirit. Unclean spirit. Go in Jesus' name. And then don't stop there. Say, you know, you could say, I have the mind of Christ. I thank you, Lord, right now. Lord, fill me with your thoughts, your, you know, your peace. And I just receive it now in Jesus' name. And I'm telling you, just wait a few seconds and you will, you will feel that thing just lift. And I've said that in other videos before, but for those who might be watching right now and you're like, I have all these crazy, even, wow. You know, I talked about this a few weeks ago, but even I just heard about another actor that committed suicide the other day. Someone from The Young and the Restless, I couldn't even believe it. I'm just, I think that was the soap opera he was on, but my gosh, it's like, ugh. The enemy is having a heyday with people. And the thing is, is sin is conceived, you know, in the thoughts. The enemy feeds a thought. And if you nourish it and you don't get rid of it right away, it's going to take root. It's going to grow. No. Kill it in Jesus' name. Get rid of it. Kill it before it has a chance to grow up and, you know, hurt you or worse. Okay. Okay, now I'm going to give you some scriptures about repentance because I'm repenting. This is so, so, so important, but okay. And just remember that the, the second that you repent, that sin is gone. Those thoughts, that spirit, bye-bye, 
but you have to command it to go. It, you know, you can say, I repent, Lord, I repent. I remember, okay, I'm going to give you a, a scenario here. I remember last summer, one day I was at the shore with my husband and I remember I had done a video and I mentioned this, but for those who may not have heard it, or I'm just going to tell you what happened again. So I went to bed angry because I, I'm just transparent. He went to sleep like really, really early. And I'm thinking it is Saturday night. It's eight o'clock. We're at the shore or at the beach, right? And we're in, you know, a little condo and like he's asleep. And I was just like, and I was just, I was just not right. I mean, he works Saturday mornings and he was up really, really early and I should have been I more compassionate, but I wasn't. And I went to bed mad and I woke up mad. And of course I wake up and I start talking with the Lord and the Lord, boom, stops me in my track. The Holy Spirit's like, you know, and meanwhile, I felt all this, um, because I woke up mad, I literally felt like I was being choked. Like I literally felt like anxiety, like, 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 like anxiety. I felt anxiety because I was still like, <clears throat> like angry. And I'm telling you right now, if you hold offense or unforgiveness toward anyone, it is going to cause anxiety and stress and problems. And I'm telling you, I felt like I felt like I was being strangled, like my heart was being strangled. And I remember that awful feeling because I started talking to God and, you know, the Holy Spirit right away was like, um, what did he say to me? He said, um, hold no offense toward anyone so you can walk in the full measure of my spirit or in the fullness of my spirit. I still remember that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I repented on the spot, on the spot. And I was like, Lord, I am so sorry. Cause I literally felt like my heart was being strangled because think about it. Your heart is what you love people with, right? Your heart is supposed to, you're supposed to have the heart of God. And when you are out of alignment, with the heart of God, it's going to cause emotional issues, problems, okay? Whether it's in your marriage and your whatever, whatever area of your life, if you're not in alignment with what God says, there's going to be bondage. There's going to be fear. There's going to be anxiety. There's going to be issues. And then when you're all stressed out, that can then go into your physical body. You know, um, um, Okay, I want to stay on course because I could, I almost started talking about something else, but I want to stay on this repentance because it's so important. So let me give you some scriptures from the word of God, okay? Um, Matthew 3, 8 says, bring forth therefore fruit worthy of repentance. This means if you've really turned, you know, from your sins to God, produce the fruit or results in your life that prove it, right? That show it. Okay, Matthew 13, 15, Jesus said, in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled. You will ever be hearing, but never understanding. You will ever be seeing, but never perceiving. Right, people that hear, but they're like, I don't really, I didn't hear. I, I don't, I'm seeing, but I'm not really seeing. You know, because God wants you to see with your spirit, right? We don't live just by our five senses. He wants us to perceive and know things, spiritual things, okay? And Jesus said, for this people's heart has grown callous. They hardly hear with their ears and they've closed their eyes. He was talking about spiritually. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts and turn. 
and I would heal them. Ding, 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 ding. I hope that this is, you know, this, this has to, ugh, that's just, Jesus wants people to repent, turn back to him, turn away from sin and, you know, guilt and all that stuff, repent, and then get into agreement with God so you can be healed. Then you, okay, I'm going to give you the steps, so stay with me, okay? Okay, Matthew 4, 17, from that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Matthew 11, 20 and 21, then Jesus began to denounce the cities in which most of his miracles had been performed because they did not repent. Whoa. Oh, and then verse 21, the next verse says, Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles that were performed in you had happened in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. Do you see how important repentance is? Mark 6, 11, and 12, If anyone will not welcome you or listen to you, Jesus was speaking, telling the disciples, Shake the dust off your feet when you leave that place as a testimony against them. So, and then it says, so, so they, meaning the, the disciples, the apostles went out and preached that the people should repent. They went out preaching repentance. Remember John the Baptist did it first, Jesus, and he taught the disciples to do the same thing. Okay. There's a reason for it. Okay. Luke 13, 14, Jesus said, oh, this is, this isn't even repentance, but hear the heart of the Lord here. This was before he went to the cross. Jesus said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers. No, it does have to do with repentance, but he said, The city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers. How often I've wanted you, wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. You were unwilling. Why? Because they wouldn't repent. They, they just chose to stay in their blindness, you know, in their foolishness. They wouldn't receive him. They wouldn't receive him. Luke 15, 7, in the same way, I tell you that there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the 99 righteous ones who do not need to repent. Mm, repentance. Luke 15, 10, likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Acts 17.30, I'm giving you a lot of word, but this is the word of God, okay? Acts 17.30, although God overlooked the ignorance of earlier times, he now commands all men everywhere to repent, right? We're under a new and better covenant now. We need to repent so we can be right and right standing with God and exercise the authority that Jesus has given us to overcome the enemy. Mm. Okay. 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord isn't really slow about his promise as some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He doesn't want anyone to be destroyed, right, or perish, but he wants everyone to repent. Wow, praise God. Luke 17, 3 and 4, watch yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him, meaning correct him. And if he repents, right, really from the heart, godly sorrow, He's regretting it. He's remorseful. Jesus said, forgive him. Forgive him. You know, when it said in the earlier scripture about God overlooked the ignorance back then, it's because they didn't know what they were doing. But now Jesus came. There's no excuse. He's been revealed. 
Okay, I just needed to clarify that because I know just reading that you think, well, but why? Why did God? Okay, so I just explained that. Okay, so Jesus said, right, if your brother sins, rebuke him, which means correct him. Don't slam him, correct him, right? And if he repents, forgive him. Even if he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times returns to say, I repent, and like he means it, Jesus says, you must forgive him. You must, okay? 2 Corinthians 7.10, godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation, right? Life, health, deliverance. Salvation is, it's everything. It's God, it's Jesus, it's deliverance. It's salvation saved. You're saved, you're healed, you're delivered. You're sozo. It's Emmanuel with us. Jesus saves salvation. Jesus saves, okay, the good news. This is all encompassed in salvation. So it says, godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation without regret. But worldly sorry, worldly sorrow brings death. Like the way the world does it. Yeah, sorry. But then, mm, brings death. Okay. It's not a godly sorrow. So you want to be healed, right? Step one, repent and turn. And I'll, and I'll lead you into that, you know, in a prayer for those of you who never have done that or you just want to, you know, just mm, start afresh. Okay. So one, the first step, repent and turn so you can be healed. Step two, speak to your mountain, right? Ugh. Mark eleven twenty three. Jesus said, you got to speak, speak. And, and if you believe what you speak and don't doubt in your heart, you will have what you say. Jesus has given you authority. And remember Matthew 16, 19, whatever you bind on earth will be bound on in heaven. Whatever you permit, will be permitted. Matthew 16, 19, right? And paraphrasing, whatever you allow will be allowed. Whatever you allow on the earth will be allowed. Whatever you don't, won't. Mm. Okay. And then step three, stand. Stand. So once you've repented, right? And, and you've, say, say it's a sickness, right? Lord, I'm just going to give you an example. If I was sick in any way, you know, I'm just going to give you an example. If it was, you know, if my lungs were acting up because of asthma or something, right? No, you know what? I'll do that, but I'm also, what I would do, God forbid, you know, there was a diagnosis of cancer, which there will not be because I don't allow it. You need to take that stance, that boldness, that faith, don't allow it. And if it has come, let me just tell you the way I deal with if I start to get any asthma symptoms, because they still try to come sometimes. Mm -mm. And what I do is I say, in the name of Jesus, right now, right now, I say, you unclean spirit. Well, if, let me just back up because I'm talking about repentance. If I have started wheezing and I, for whatever reason, I let it go and then it's getting worse and I'm like, oh no, you know, and then I'm like, wait a minute, what am I doing? Because that happens sometimes, right? You start, you get a symptom, right? You don't nip it like you should at first, right? And I'm practicing doing that too. If anything shows its head, you got to nip it. You got to, you got to get, mm, kill it quick. Like Jesus with the fig tree, right? Let that lesson be remembered always. But wait, what I would do is I say in Jesus name right now, you know, I repent Lord for having come into agreement with any unclean spirit that opposes Jesus Christ, whether it's anxiety, whether it's sick, 
whether it's, you know, whatever is going on, repent for having come into agreement, whether it's a spirit of fear, it's an unclean spirit. You know, you just say that unclean spirit, I repent for having come into agreement with that. And right now, Lord, just wash me clean in your blood. And right now I'm speaking to you lungs. I speak to you lungs and I command you to open up and be clear, clear and breathe perfectly and normally right now in Jesus name right now. And it will be no other way right now in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And that is what I do with, and the lungs, they just open up and good to go. Seriously, if it's cancer or an infection or a virus or a, mm, remember Genesis 1, 26 and 28, Jesus gave you, or God gave dominion, God, Jesus, right? God gave you dominion. God gave man dominion over every creeping, crawling thing that moves on the earth. That means cancer, any living, moving, breathing, mm, bacteria, germ, virus, you have dominion over it. Jesus gave you authority over all the power of the enemy. And if you are in the kingdom of God, you, listen, as believers, we got to come up higher. We cannot tolerate sickness. There is too much sickness in the church. Okay, so if somebody has cancer, okay, if you're that person, listen, you, you can have somebody pray with you if you don't know these things, but you can take care of it yourself. Yes, you can. You have authority. And I'm not yelling at you. Mm, just very passionate. Ugh, I hate sickness. So all you need to do is say, Lord, I repent for having come into agreement with that unclean spirit. Any and every unclean spirit that opposes Jesus Christ, the word of God. And then say, Lord, wash me clean in your blood. And right now, in Jesus' name, I speak to you, cancer, and I command every cancer cell in my body, you say that to your body, in your body, so I'm speaking it to you, I command every cancer cell in your body to die at the roots now, right now, in Jesus' name. And so be it, just like the fig tree, that cancer dies now right now, every bit of it in Jesus' name. And I command your body, if it were me, I would say my body to be made whole right now. Every cell of my body, perfect, perfect, made, just made perfect by the blood of Jesus Christ. By your stripes, Lord, I am healed. You already paid the price. I receive it right now. And I declare and decree, I am healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ, and so be it. And I declare that you are healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so be it. So now, okay, so now if fear tries to come, okay, if fear, when, and listen, thoughts will come, but you, you gotta nip them and say, no, you can't fight thoughts with thoughts. You fight thoughts out loud with words, because, you can't, you have to speak. Okay. So don't entertain it. Now that you've already spoken it, you stand like a good soldier in God's army. No, you don't consider any other option. And let me tell you something. You do that. That's the prayer of faith. That's the prayer of faith that saved the sick. Mm, you hear? I mean, well, I'm waiting for, you know, I'm saying like you hear, like I'm expecting you to just 
Yes, and I know many of you are going, yes, yes. So that is all you need to do, and then you stand. Ephesians 6.16, listen to this. Take up that shield of faith with which you will be able to quench every fiery dart of the enemy. You stand. You don't keep asking the Lord over and over. No, you stand. You stand. And how you stand is, thank you, Lord. Nope, I've already spoken it. It's a done deal, and it will be no other way. And I thank you, Lord. Listen, I don't care what kind of reports try to come. It may take your body. Listen, even with the fig tree, it has to go to the roots first, and then you're going to see the manifestation on the outside every day. Better, better, better. And listen, if you're throwing up green stuff, it could be just the poison leaving your body. Don't worry about it. Stand, stand, stand. Okay? All right. Well, and listen, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, let's do that right now. I mean, for others who maybe this, all this didn't even apply, but you, you might be watching for the first time. Just say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. If you're saved, you are a saint. God, the Bible says, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. And Lord, I repent for my sins. I am sorry. And I ask you to come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. Teach me your ways. I know that you died for my sins, and I know that God the Father raised you on the third day. You're alive now, and you live forever. Take my life and make it what you want it to be. Thank you, Jesus. I call you my Lord and Savior. Amen. Woo! Welcome to the family of God. Okay, now it's time to Get in the word, because if you prayed that prayer and meant it from your heart, the Holy Spirit immediately came in and now has recreated your spirit. You got to get in the word of God, though. So transformation, you got to get God's word deep in your heart, you know, and start in the New Testament, maybe the book of James. It's a short book. Um, and then go back and start reading, you know, maybe the Gospel of John and then go through the Gospels again and then just keep going because we live in the New Testament. Yes, you can read the Old at some point, but I wouldn't suggest starting from the beginning. You need to know Jesus and what he says. So I love you. I bless you in Jesus' name. Make sure you share this on your social media if this has been a blessing to you, which I'm sure it has. Share it with everybody and let's advance God's kingdom together. I love you. I bless you in Jesus' name. And I will see you again really soon. All right, take care.